Welcome back to the Warrior Hockey pregame show. Merrimack and UMass Lowell at the TD Garden Hockey East semifinal edition. Joining us, Andy Merritt from UMass Lowell Radio. And uh, Andy, it's been quite some time since these two teams have played in Boston. I think you probably have to go back to the old Teapot Tournament in the early 1980s when they played in the old Boston Garden. And if I understand correctly, got kicked out of the Boston Garden after one of the editions of the tournament there. But uh, usually when these two teams get together... Uh, interesting things happen. Do you think that'll be true again tonight? I think I think it has to be true. You know, anytime you get the teams together on their home ice, you get those home crowds. But from what I've heard, there's a lot of people coming from Merrimack. There's a lot of people coming from Lowell. It's going to be a nice, loud building. And in a game like this where both teams are, you know, in a position fighting for their season, uh, I, I think you can expect some fireworks. You can expect that it's going to be a well-played hockey game. We saw that a couple of weekends ago. Um, obviously, my team, quote-unquote my team, came out on the losing end of that last game, but it was pretty entertaining to watch it go back and forth. So um, I expect we're going to get a lot of entertainment tonight. You've been calling these games for UMass Lowell for a while now, so you've had a chance to see what Norm Basin's been able to do, not only during the regular season, but also in the playoffs. That seems like a lot of times they overachieve in many ways. You know, they're able to get, he's able to get even more out of the roster, whatever it is. If it's a very good roster, they do even better than that. You know, if it's a, if it's a roster where, you know, like this year, maybe goals are a little bit hard to come by. They still find ways to get the goals that they need. What is it about Norm or his system that makes Lowell so successful, especially in a situation like this? Well, I think it comes down to how teachable the system is. That it's it doesn't put a premium necessarily on the the creativity side of the game and more on that structure. And if you can get your guys brainwashed into that structure, they come into the garden. Yeah, it's a big arena, but you're playing the same game. You're playing the, with the same lines and the same uh, space. And I think it's easier to put that structure to use rather than having a team that you know maybe lives and breathes by the, the big goals and tries to score a bunch because then guys get here where we are now and they choke up. They start grabbing the stick. So you don't have as much of that here. You have a little bit more of a next man up mentality because of that structure. And I think that helps a lot in the playoffs. You still need to find the goals. But I think that's why this team is able to advance even in situations where you think, yeah, Lowell maybe doesn't have the talent this year, whatever it might be, they still find a way. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that they can just come back to play our structure. It's worked. Believe in it. We'll get there. Both of these teams, I think there's a lot of similarities. I think when both these teams have had success, Merrimack and UMass Lowell, a lot of times they've had the better of the play at the net front, both in their own end and in the offensive end. And you look at what happened in the UConn game. I thought despite the shot on, shots on goal total, that was true in that game. And you looked at the two goals that Lowell got in the first period. I don't know if you could have had harder working goals than the ones that they got where they had to get to loose pucks or they had to get a guy in front to be able to get a stick on a puck or be able to get to a rebound or what have you, to be able to out-muscle somebody. And, and that seems to be something that they're very good at. It absolutely is. And it's been true for this Lowell team all year that when they're getting guys to the front, when they are having that net front presence, they get results. One way or another, they get results. Um, in games where they haven't had that net front presence, it gets a little sloppy. It gets a little ugly. Uh, but we saw that with Merrimack. Certainly we saw it last week at UConn. A couple of grindy, greasy goals, and that's what it took to get across the line. That's the kind of goals that this – that those are the kinds of goals that this team scores. 
And again, that net front presence you, you pointed out exactly that was a key uh, that Norm just told us about. We just interviewed him, and he said net front presence is going to be a huge part of this game. It's a huge part of every hockey game, sure, but it's so much of what this team has to do. They don't have the snipers, they don't have the guys who are going to wheel and deal, but they've got guys who can grind, and when they do, they usually come up with some results. What is it that Lowell and, and Norm's teams have done in that area, net front, to, that's been able to make them so successful? I think back to, you know, you and I both been watching hockey, pro hockey in particular, you know, for many years. I mean, I grew up watching the Bruins, and you always think that th- those big, you know, burly defensemen, the guys that would move somebody out, n- not let them set up in front of the net, it's not really like that these days, though, is it? It's it's not. And no matter what your size is, you have to be able to play the game t- at 200 feet. Yeah. Um, that includes that key 15 square feet in front of the net. Um, a lot of it comes down to active sticks, being good with, his, with the stick, and I think that's something that these teams have gotten really good at. Both of our teams, certainly, but Norm's teams, I think, for sure, really kind of focusing on having sticks in the right spot. And it might sound simple, it might sound stupid, but that's half the battle sometimes, is get your stick under the opponent's stick. Get your stick in the passing lane. Get your stick in the shooting lane. Because there's so much discipline about that, when they are paying attention to that part of the game, when they are detail-oriented, they have success. That includes in front of the net, where a stick lift can be the difference between a goal and a, and a deflected shot. Yeah. You know, this is a strange kind of playoffs. I haven't been a lot of goals uh, for most of the teams. Uh, special teams have been pretty quiet. Not a lot of power play goals. Penalty kill, I guess, has been successful for both teams. But uh, how, how much do you see special teams coming into play tonight between these two games? It almost these two teams. It almost seems like if one team's able to finally break through and get a power play goal, that could be the difference in the game. Yeah, and it, almost psychologically, you think if one team scores that power play goal, the other team's going to think it feels like two or three goals at a yeah. time. And I think you know we always talk about special teams being huge, but in the playoffs, special teams have such a big swing. Even a big kill can have a big swing in a playoff game. You feel the the air gets sucked out of the building or come back into the building. So uh, special teams are always important, but I think you're right that there's still a lot of work to be done on special teams for both of these squads. So whichever one figures it out first is going to have a really big edge of this one. Uh, Both teams have had two goaltenders that have played well this year. For Lowell, it's been Henry Welsh and and Gustav Davis-Griggles. Do you think Griggles gets the start tonight? My, my expectation is Griegel's. Uh, I thought he was fantastic at UConn. He's had very few nights off, and I mean, he's had very few bad nights this year. Um, I, I think he's pretty battle-tested at this point. He's definitely the hotter hand. And I like that, although he's never played the building this big, he's got that experience, having played in a lot of different places. Um, and he's got that kind of rebellious goalie mentality of he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make a save. Sometimes that's what you need in the playoffs. <laughs> These two teams played about a month or so ago. Merrimack won those two games, 5-3 at Lowell, 2 nothing at Merrimack. Is that long ago that it doesn't really matter now, or are there things that either team could take out of that? I, for, my, for my team's sake, I hope so. I hope they're putting that one in the, review, in the rear view. Um, I think certainly that was a frustrating weekend for UMass Lowell. For Merrimack, it was, it was sort of that statement of, we really are coming out of the little slump that we had midseason. Um, and it really felt like we were seeing the Merrimack that we expected to see from the Lowell standpoint. At the same time, those are two games that happen in very different places at very different times. You have to throw a lot of that out. I don't think we got enough out of those games to say, this is how this is going to match up. This is this team's going to have the edge here. The other team's going to have the edge there. Uh, because it is far enough back, and, and that's just one weekend out of a whole season full of ups and downs for both teams. Right, right.
will all bounce back from. They had that split on the last weekend. I'm sure the last game of the regular season didn't end the way they wanted to with the 7-3 loss at Northeastern, but but they did bounce back strong uh, in winning the game against UConn in the 5-4 versus four game. So they seem to be back to playing the way that they need to play. Uh, what will be important for Lowell, especially in this game tonight? Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How does Lowell win, and then, in your opinion, how does Merrimack win? Well, it, it kind of comes down to the same thing, which is preventing chances. I think the team that prevents chances more is going to be in the position to win because um, it may come down to a 2-1 or a one nothing game. Yeah. Um, as much as we'd like to see some goal scoring, um, I, I think in this situation both teams are going to play that strong defensive structure. Um, it may come down to just who scores first tonight because it's going to be so hard to get a goal. Um, I think it, it, a lot of it comes down to puck management, whether it's when you have the puck, being able to manage the pace of the game, or when the other team has the puck, not letting them get to the space they want to get to. Um, I think the team that does that better has the advantage tonight. You know, I was going to let you go, but I'll follow yeah. up on that by saying both of these teams, it seems to matter so much whether or not they score the first goal. Yeah. How important will that be tonight? I, I mean, it's always big in the playoffs, but you're absolutely right. With these two teams, it, it feels like that first goal always sets a big tone. Um, for UMass Lowell, a lot of times when they've scored that first goal, you see them play a little looser. And when they give up that first goal, they get a little tight, although they've done it plenty, so they've gotten used to it. Um, I, I would say I'd give the edge. If it comes down to which team has to score the first goal, Merrimack probably benefits more from a first goal than Lowell, but at the same time in the playoffs, like I said, you score one, that might be all you need. That kind of seemed like what, was, what we were going to see with BU and Providence. Right, so. right. Uh, how many people coming from Lowell today? I, a lot, but not as many as Merrimack. I heard ten buses coming. I heard twenty from, actually. Twenty buses coming from Merrimack. Holy cow! Um, I have heard it's a pretty good group. They they blocked good. off a bunch of sections, so it'll be a little piece of the Merrimack Valley down here tonight. Well, the Battle of the Merrimack Valley comes to Boston for the first time in quite a long time. It should be an awful lot of fun. Andy, thanks for joining joining us and giving us your insight. Certainly appreciate it. Always great to see you and Bob Ellis. Have a good call tonight. Absolutely, you as well. All right, Andy Merritt, our guest here in our pregame show, Merrimack taking on UMass Lowell in the Hockey East semifinals. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.